We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right, all right, Notre Dame fans, we are back. It is Monday. We're I'm so excited right now, Ryan. I'm so fired up for so many reasons. Notre Dame baseball is playing in the College World Series. We've got some major recruiting news. We're launching a brand new show tonight at 6 o'clock. And, uh, man, I'm just so fired up. So we're going to talk recruiting today. But before we begin, I just want to remind everybody in the channel that's listening, Tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, Sean Styers will be launching the new IB Nation Sports Talk Show. It's going to be at 6 o'clock. It's not going to be like ours. It's not going to be a Q&A at the end. It's not going to be two, three-hour-long shows. It's going to be getting there. It's going to be kind of his intro topic. He's going to have a rapid-fire segment. If you're listening to him on the radio and you like that rapid-fire thing that he did, that's going to be a regular part of it. And then he's got a special guest tonight. Uh, we're supposed to have an interview with a former baseball coach at Notre Dame that's had some success in the past is supposed to join us tonight. So it will be a lot of talk about the baseball program. And the whole point is it is a different angle. Football is always going to be at the heart of what we do. But we've always said we want to branch out the right way. And Sean is the right way to branch out. So he's got a lot of Notre Dame football topics. that He'll probably talk a little football tonight for sure. A lot of football topics, but obviously with the baseball team doing what they did, that's going to take a lot of precedence. So if you want to talk baseball, tonight's the night to do it on our IB Nation Sports Talk. Go check it out. Let Sean feel good about himself, you know what I mean, and just have a great audience and a, and a great group there with him. Uh, I think Sean's going to do a phenomenal job. I mean, we're all so excited about that. And then it allows us to focus on what we do well. And uh, I, I can't be more fired up about it. But, Ryan, nobody's in here wanting to hear about that and about baseball. People are here today because they are ready to talk about the big recruiting weekend that Notre Dame had. Overall, Ryan, I got to be honest, I'm having that problem again where it's almost like, okay, can I truly believe what all these people are telling me? There's got to be some bad news, right? Like somebody had to have not enjoyed themselves. Notre Dame has to be not leading for someone on this list. And the reality is it gets harder and harder and harder to kind of, but that's just kind of how it's going. It's like, I'm trying, it's harder and harder to find like not good news. And this weekend was just a giant 
giant success for the Notre Dame football program. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool just kind of getting the little behind the scenes stuff as far as how the coaching staff attacked the week, some of the events that they partake partook in with the recruits that were on campus. I mean, you're right, Brian. It's it's fun because we get to come in here and we're very positive and optimistic, but it's also not just for show, right? It's like it, there's really if we really pressed hard, we would be it'd be very difficult to find something negative coming out of the weekend. So you're right, it was a Highly anticipated June 10th weekends. We knew that there was going to be a lot of great uh, recruits on campus, both committed and uncommitted. And we left the week feeling very optimistic about a lot of the uncommitted kids that were on campus. Well, I think this is one of the advantages to being off to such a great start from a what's in the class already standpoint. You know, the fact that you have 15 kids already in the class, you're going to add 10 to 12 more. It's about all that's on the board. I mean, literally – Every kid that's coming to town this weekend, they can say, we want you. You're a guy that we would take right now. And, right. and that's, that's not always the case. And so when you when you have had the success that Notre Dame has had, I, I think it's one of those things where it allows you to just really put more resources into it. And we've talked about this in the past. And, you know, it, it's a big part of it. So let's, let's dive into the updates, Ryan. So what we're going to do is we are going to just kind of give you the latest of what we're hearing. We've, I mean, like literally all that we've done the last three days is contact sources during the visit, after the visit, you know, sources on all sides of these things. Ryan's talked to just about all of these kids, not all of them, but just about all of them directly. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to give you the latest of where things, you know, how things went this weekend. And then after that, we're then going to kind of run down each kid and sort of tell you where we think things are trending. And we'll kind of use like the hot board look where we think things are trending not going to make some predictions because we don't do that, but you'll, you'll have a good feel for where we stand and where we think Notre Dame stands. So Ryan, we're going to kind of take this offense, then defense, right? So we're going to kind of take it positional. Want to start off at wide receiver. This was a huge weekend for Notre Dame. Two of the players they absolutely want in this class 
Rico Flores and Ronan Hannafin were both on campus. Everybody knows my feelings on, on Ronan Hannafin, great amount as a top 100 player. Rico Flores is a, is a guy that the staff likes a lot. Very interesting player from Folsom, California. You know, top mm-hmm. 200 kid, not like an elite guy, but then you look at his offer list and it's like Notre, you know, the, his final three is like Notre Dame, Georgia, and Ohio State, right? And then you look at the fact that he's a kid that's got an offer from Yale, right? I think it tells you a little bit about Rico Flores. This is the first time he's been on campus. This is the last time he's going to be on campus before he makes his July 3rd decision. It's July 3rd, correct? He's third, and then Christian Gray is the fourth. Mm -hmm. Am I correct on that? Yes. So he's going to make his July 3rd decision. He will not be back to Notre Dame before that. So this is their one shot at Ryan. What have you heard about how things went with Rico Flores? I mean, I feel like for the most part, it went as good as you would anticipate it for Rico, right? I mean, there was always big interest going into the into the visit, right? I mean, you, like you said, they made the top three without getting to Notre Dame yet. So usually when that happens, things tend to keep trending in the right direction after they after recruits see the campus. And by all indications, Notre Dame has done a great job, and I would call them the leader now going into – a couple other visits. I mean, we're going to see, you know, him going, going to Ohio state and making a couple of his last visits could change some of the momentum. But right now you leave the week and you, you have to feel good about what Notre Dame was. I thought they sold, they sold the vision for Rico. I think that coach Stucky really did a nice job with him. They had, like you said, Braylon James was on campus, the committed wide receiver Ronan Hannafin was on campus. So some of the top pass catchers in the cycle for Notre Dame were, were there waiting for him. And, I think that they really did a nice job with Rico, and I think they have the momentum now leaving the, leaving the trip. Yeah, they, they've certainly done a good job there. And the interesting thing is he's been to Georgia and Ohio State before. This was his first trip to Notre Dame. Now, the interesting thing is he's going back to those schools over the next two weekends. That's the, the challenge for Notre Dame, and I think that's – you know, that's where that's that's where you kind of you, you get excited about what they did this weekend and, and you feel good about the move that they made this weekend. But then you kind of say, but there's two big visits coming up, including the team that many have felt for a very long time has been his leader in the school he wants to go to in Ohio State. So yeah. it's going to be a very interesting three weeks for him, three plus weeks for him. But that's a situation where Notre Dame has done everything they can up to this point in time to to be in that in that shot where they've, they've got a chance to close this one out. And we'll we'll dive into more of that at the end. Another very important player on campus this weekend was Ronan Hannafin from Massachusetts. Ryan, very talented player, one of the most underrated players in the country, in my opinion. You know, you got a kid who's basically his final schools are Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama, basically. You know, BC's pushing hard on him because, you know, the, there's that local connection. But it's a Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama battle. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's goal coming this weekend was just to try to get him to make his decision. And as of, as of right now, obviously we have not reported a commitment, but I think Notre Dame, again, it's another week where Notre Dame did everything they could to, to let him know that, you know, you're our guy. Well, I mean, it started out great, right? I mean, you, he meets up with Preston Zinter right, right in the, uh, in the, the airports on his way into South Bend and Chad Bowden comes in mm-hmm. and, you know, is, is rocking the, the gold boom box and doing all that fun stuff. And, I, I would say this, we felt good about where Notre Dame's been with Ronan for a while, for a long time now. And it was just a simple fact of like, hey, he's starting to get Alabama, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. USC, Georgia, like all these schools now are coming hard. But I think that Notre Dame has maintained that momentum. Again, we leave the week. I mean, I heard very early in during this visit that everything was going great and mm-hmm. Ronan was, you know, just loving everything that he was kind of hearing from the staff and being around the committed and uncommitted players, being around some of the current players on this on the team. So I, I think 
as optimistic as you can be is I, I think that Notre Dame has the opportunity to close that one out here pretty quickly. Cause I think that it just makes every layer of it right from a young man to a student athlete to the talent that he has to the wide receiver board needing depth in this class. I think it makes just too much sense that Ronan Hannafin doesn't end up in South Bend. Now he's just got to believe that that's the key now, right? Yeah. Is he's got to mm-hmm. believe that. And I think the Notre Dame staff was able to do some things this weekend that needed to be done in regards to two things. Number one is, do you definitely want him a receiver or is this a situation where you're just telling him that, but you really plan to move him to defense and their thing, I think from the Ronan Hannafin and his family standpoint, it's like, Hey, look, be honest about that because he's okay playing either side of the ball. We just want to know for sure. Notre Dame, from what I'm told from sources, was adamant. No, look, we love you on offense. You're one of our guys. You're going to count towards our receiver numbers, right? Not athlete numbers. Like maybe a Samuel and Pemba isn't going to necessarily count towards a linebacker number, a D-line number. He's just athlete. You know, with Ronan Hannafin, he's looked at a little differently than Micah Tease in some regards because they have been pushing for him at receiver for so long where the Micah Tease is kind of new, and we'll get to that in a second as well. Mm-hmm. But they were able to answer that question. I think this was the first time that he was really able to connect with Coach Stuckey on a serious basis. And now that may sound troubling to some, but this is one where basically Coach Reese took this recruitment over, which says a lot about what Notre Dame thinks about Ronan Hannafin. And it was it was simply because, hey, look, the OC takes this one over. It says a lot about how we view you. And I think that was expressed to the Hannafins this weekend. And like you said, it was also a great chance for him to connect with Braylon James. That's a big reason Braylon James was on campus this weekend was to show Rico and Ronan Hannafin like, hey, I need you with me in this in this group. So you had Braylon on campus. His dad was on campus. And that trio from I mean, Ryan, you and I have been sent half a dozen pictures of from this weekend. And it's what Rico or Ronan or but there's one guy that's in every single one of those pictures and it's Braylon James <laughs> yep. you know and and it's because you know he he understands what his role was this weekend and he played it beautifully in my mm-hmm. opinion so Ronan and Rico are two guys at Notre Dame made a big big move with this weekend Ronan's had the questions he had answered I think Rico's mom too had a very impactful weekend she's very pro Notre Dame because she's very pro academics and doing the, which is why her Son from Folsom, California, has an offer from Yale, which is where's Yale? Is it Mass Connecticut, Massachusetts? Where's it at? It's, it's definitely the Northeast. I can't remember exactly yeah, what it is. Though. I, I think it's where Yale is. is. It New Haven, Connecticut, or something okay. like that. Am I wrong there? I, I I'm not sure. Wrong. I had New Haven, Connecticut. You got that. It's so you Ooh, know, fire, right? Yeah, fire. Yale doesn't go out to Folsom, California, a whole lot. You know, for for kids, and and he has an offer out there, which says a lot about his upbringing and, you know, what his mom and, and the people around him are, are pushing him towards, which is excellence off the field as well, which is why I think he's a great fit at Notre Dame. So, And can we, real quick, I just mm-hmm. want to say, we saw a few pictures of Ronan. That is a, he's bigger than I thought, he looks yeah. college ready to play major college football next year. He has not missed any time in the weight room. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Like, okay, um, you, you look at him and it's like, okay, he's really filled out well. Like Notre Dame needs receivers that can help out right away. Ronan needs time to develop from a positional standpoint. He's still kind of raw as a receiver, mm-hmm. but physically, Ryan, he's like, okay, yeah, that kid's ready to play right away. <laughs> you right, know, right. He, he's a put together kid, which is why you understand why some teams like him so much on defense. Like that's a kid that you can, a, a kid that, that is 6'3", minimum 205", 
that can run like he can run, like that's like that ideal rover player, right? Yeah. And that's where Alabama's recruitment play. There aren't a lot of kids that are 6'3", 205 that can run like that. And that's where the attraction to defense. But you know what? There also aren't a whole lot of six foot three, two hundred five pound receivers that can do what he can do either. And that's kind of Notre Dame's pitch, and that positional versatility that he brings. I I'm, I kind of view him like a Jaden Greathouse, but with more speed. In that, from a positional standpoint, in that I could see him playing boundary, I can see him playing X, I can see him playing Z, and I think all those things fit as he learns the position more. I mean, he'll he'll tell you receivers the position he spent the least amount of time with growing up he's more been more of a defensive guy and so that's why on film on defense you can really see his speed and his initial explosiveness really shine on defense because it's the business position he's most comfortable playing and and so kind of like how i feel that it's like the opposite of micah tease micah tease looks more athletic on offense because it's the position he's more comfortable playing right now defense is one where he needs to translate more I kind of feel like Ronan's best position is the opposite of what he's most comfortable now and I feel the same way about Micah Tease however and we'll transition into Micah I'll be honest we don't have a ton from Micah we have not been able to directly contact Micah yet but we've been able to talk to some sources around him so we don't have a ton there Ryan other than just seem to love the visit connected really well with coaches and and Basically, Notre Dame has kind of put themselves right on that list with, I think, USC, we believe, is his leader. But Notre Dame has given him a ton to think about in advance of his upcoming USC visit. Yeah, I think Notre Dame and USC have kind of separated themselves a little bit at the top, especially with Oklahoma kind of dropping out with their continued stance of, hey, you're a defensive player for us. We're not going to let you play wide receiver. Notre Dame has left them on the table. By all indications, he had a good visit. We'll see where it goes, but it, you have some momentum. But, of course, with a visit to USC, the question of is how long can you maintain that momentum or if you can maintain that momentum. Right. So that's going to be a key for him. Notre Dame had the number one tackle on their board on campus. They're, look, Notre Dame's got four commitments on the offensive line right now. There's two kids left on the board, and they're the two best kids left on the board. I mean, that are on the board, period, in Monroe, Freeling, and Charles Jagasaw. Charles visits next weekend. Monroe is on campus this weekend. Notre Dame is going to do everything they can to get both, simply because they're too good to pass up. As well as ones were like, do we have room for six? No. Uh, You're going to take six? Yeah, we're going to do everything we can to do it because these (laughs) kids are just too good to pass up. So from everything I heard, it was, you know, the the weekend was a, a little unique, but it just sounds like, Ryan, it ended on a pretty positive note. You had a chance to speak with Monroe this morning. Uh, a little bit. We've talked to some different sources. So just give us the latest on how Monroe's visit went. Yeah, they. I think Notre Dame did a really great job really giving him the perspective of current um, offensive linemen that are on the roster. I mean, he had the opportunity to talk to guys like Joe Alt and Andrew Christophic and Michael Carmody and a group of players just kind of really dig into what it's like to be a Notre Dame offensive lineman. And, you know, those guys had just gone through their first spring with Coach Eastand, obviously, right? So I think that that's a good perspective. And I know when he sat in on the meetings with Coach Heastand, he was there with Sam Pendleton and Sullivan Absher, which we talked about good having Braylon James on campus, right? It was also good having both the Carolina offensive linemen in attendance there again, kind of continuing to build that relationship. So he had a really good time. Coach Heastand continues to hit all the all the right notes with them. He got to continue to build that relationship with some of the offensive linemen that are already in the 2023 class. And he got to talk to some of the current Notre Dame offensive linemen. So, again, this one's 
This one has been solid for a while, but I mm-hmm. think that Notre Dame did nothing in during this visit to hurt yeah. their chances. It's all going to just be about the close. That's the key. Mm-hmm. It, it's just going to be about the close. And whether – obviously, they weren't able to convince him to commit this weekend. I, you know, I don't think they necessarily tried to push, like, you know, make it happen. But I, I, I definitely think there was some hope that he would pop this weekend. And obviously, they weren't able to get him to do that. But like you said, they – you know, I think Notre Dame's trying to look. I, here's what here's and again, this is just kind of talking to some of my sources. You know, you talked to Monroe, I have my sources too. Right. It's just, it, it, I think th- there's a there's a challenge to to let Monroe really know how much they want him, just because of the way that the staff recruits. I think the way that Coach Heastan recruits, it it's a more methodical approach. You know what I mean? And and. and where other schools are kind of trying to maybe throw some of the hype stuff at them and things like that. And, you know, with, with Notre Dame, it's like, you know, we need to really make sure you fit the room, fit the culture and all that kind of, and that stuff can take some time. And I think also that Notre Dame kind of wanted to wait till this weekend to really, you know, let them know because you know, you're going to get Sullivan in the class. You're going to get, you're going to get Sam, Pe- Sam Pendleton in the class. You've now got your quarterback commit in the class with CJ Carr was on campus this weekend. And we should have mentioned this, rave reviews from the 2023 people about CJ Carr. This is the first weekend he met a lot of those guys and rave reviews about how he interacted and connected with those guys. From from the players and from parents as well. So right. yeah, CJ did a great job this week. He made a very strong them. impression. Yeah. It's yeah. one thing to make an impression on kids. It's another thing when parents are like, wow, this kid's got a little something to him. So we thought we'd throw that in there too. So I think that's going to be the key with Notre Dame is just continue to remind Monroe, like, look, man, you're you're a dude here. We we see you being something special, and sounds like it hit home. So I mean, from talking to you, Ryan, it sounds like it, that message was received well from Monroe. Yeah, so no, it's a, a yeah, no, it definitely was. I feel like the coaches have done a really good job just continuing to reiterate the vision for Monroe and to reiterate from all sides. You know, I think that it was again the last time he was on campus. You had the alumni elements, right? The guys that kind of been there, done that. This time you had more of the current players mm-hmm. perspective, right? Going through that first spring again with Coach Heastan. So I feel like Notre Dame's done a really nice job. We haven't yeah. talked about this much, kind of mixing and matching different perspectives mm-hmm. to these players as well. Right, and it's an interesting recruitment too, Ryan, because you've got to know when a kid wants to commit, right? Mm-hmm. And so Sam Pendleton and Sullivan Absher, Notre Dame knew these are kids that want to get their recruitment over with early. So you kind of throw the kitchen sink at them early. And they did that, and they got them both. And they kind of did a similar thing with Elijah Page, who they felt wanted to make an earlier decision. Well, with Monroe, he's been so adamant about, I'm going to take all my visits and say, it's like, do you really want to use your biggest shot in April? Right. Or is April more about, let's secure Sam, and, and you know, because Sam had already committed by then, but let's secure Sullivan Absher. Let's get him in the class. Because we know Monroe's probably not committing this weekend. And then you just kind of build up to where, you know, knowing he's going to get on campus in June, that's your sort of, okay, now is when we try to close moment. And that's mm-hmm. part of what makes recruiting interesting because you've got to know where these kids are and who who can we push for? Because here's the problem. If you push for a kid too soon, one of two things happens. Number one, you took your best shot way too early. Number two, you can turn a kid off. If a kid's like really not in decision-making mode and you push for him to make a decision, you can turn a kid off. And that's like, so you look at Samuel Pemba, perfect example. Notre Dame was like, okay, we've already had him on campus before. He likes us. Do we really want to take our big shot in June or for a kid that's going to commit in December? Or do we want to say, hey, look, 
what maybe we try to get him in on campus in June for an unofficial, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I'm, I don't think that it will. But then let's bring him in in November, a little closer to when he's going to commit. And from, from now until then, we'll just keep building the relationship, keep connecting, keep you know keep doing all that, and then bring him in for the Clemson game. And, of course, that's what they decided to do. So that's part of the strategy of recruiting is you've got to know who wants to jump on board early, who wants to play it out, who can you get to commit earlier than expected, but then you've got to set – but when is the time for that push? And I think that's where Monroe Freeling falls into there. You, you probably weren't going to get him to commit in April. And, and if you did get him to commit in April – it's probably one he wouldn't have felt really good about because he did want to see so many places. So you don't make that hard, hard push for that because you, you got to read the kid and right. say, okay, let's make a push. Let him know we love him. Let's get Sam and Sullivan, his buddies in the class, who we also love. And then in June when Monroe comes back, that's when you swing for defenses. Sure. And I think that was the strategy in it, and we'll, we'll find out if it works or not, right? That's going to be the big key. Does it work or not? Absolutely. So let's transition over to defense a little bit, Ryan. The there were some, uh, you know, there were some dudes on campus this weekend. We had a we had a comment. Uh, we had a couple of the comments that we have down here. Uh, I want to, uh, you know, Big Jim says Caleb Downs and Jaden Osbury are the kind of guys who could take this class from excellent to ridiculous. And then Kenny Moore rightly said, "I would throw in Jason Moore, Big Jim." And I think not enough of you are talking about Christian Gray either. I mean, there were four incredibly important pieces to the puzzle. And I would argue that Christian Gray, from a need standpoint, is at the top of the list, Ryan. Yep. Because, look, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jason Moore, you've got four defensive linemen. You don't need Jason Moore. You want Jason Moore. The need for Jason Moore is just you need his talent, you need his personality, you need to fit all that. What I mean by need is he. it's not a numbers need. You need impact players. Jason Moore's impact player. That's where the need is for Jason Moore. What I'm talking about with Christian Gray, same with linebacker. They've got already two linebackers on the board. You don't need Jaden Osbury. You want Jaden Osbury. You need him from the standpoint of, again, you need his talent. I'm just strictly talking numbers. Safety. You've already got two safeties. You met your numbers need. What all these guys are, are impact talent needs. Christian is the unique one because he's both. He is an impact talent need, and he's a numbers need. And so getting him on campus this weekend was huge. He's got upcoming visits as well. He's going to go to USC and Ohio State. The interesting thing, the thing that makes him different than Rico Flores is Rico is going to visit the perceived leader next. Christian has already visited Notre Dame, his perceived, the school that's considered the biggest contender to Notre Dame. Now, we have been saying, Sean has been saying this, Ryan, and you have been saying this, and if you read the article Sean put up on Friday morning, you would have understood. This has been trending over the last two, three weeks really, really well to Notre Dame. This weekend was really important to get him back on campus and just remind him of how important he is to this to this Notre Dame class. Yeah, I mean, it's said perfectly, right? It's it. This one has just been about can you close the deal? I mean, I feel like it's been – it was in Notre Dame's favor for a long time, and then it kind of you hit a little bit of a lull, and they've been turning up the heat. And again, by every indication, talking to a couple of the uh, of the defensive back commits that were on campus, they really, I think, I think it really meshed well with Christian Gray. So again, great visit for Christian Gray. It's there's perceived leader coming into Notre Dame, and I again, I don't think they hurt their chances at all in this one. I think the thing with Christian Gray was. Uh, I think the thing with him was Notre Dame had to play the long game with him a little bit because it, it 
they lost. I mean, they, we Sean and I talked about this on start. They lost track. They lost traction with him at a point. And sometimes you can panic when that happens, and they didn't. They stayed true to it, and I think that that allowed them to really make a move this weekend and put themselves in a very, very strong position. Again, this one's not officially done yet because he's still got some visits coming up. He's not going to make his commitment till July 4th, but Notre Dame has really put themselves in a good position here uh, as, as he looks to close out this recruitment. Very, very important recruitment, and we'll kind of get into more of him, his fit and his need and the, and the importance of it as we kind of get into the trending thing. But I, I think the, the biggest thing for Christian Gray this weekend, Ryan, was he knows everything about Notre Dame academic. He's been here multiple times. He knows about the academics. He's seen the campus. This was more about relationships. And that's why Sean wrote the article that he wrote on Friday. This was about getting him around Peyton Bowen and Adon Schuler, getting him around the current players, getting him around, you know, Coach Mickens, getting him around Coach – Freeman for an extended period of time. And it was about the comfort, letting him feel like this, like he said it, Notre Dame feels like family. That's what he said in the, the, the article on Friday. Now it's about really hammering that home. Right. And I think Notre Dame was, was certainly able to do that this weekend. Yeah. And I mean, it, I mean, from the, you should be on the IB message board because I dropped a little bit of some of the things that the commits uh, or the recruits did on campus. Right. And it, it mm-hmm. man, they, Coaches really are very creative with some of the stuff that they kind of line yeah. up for these recruits. And I I think, again, I haven't heard a one bad review as far as the pace of the weekend, the ability to have some individual time mm-hmm. with bonding with the team. And I think that was a huge element, this this especially for this one, where there was such a large amount of top prospects on campus and such a large amount of committed players on campus that it was really, again, like you said, relationship building, Let's do. Let's set up a lot of different activities that kind of bring out some personalities and really mm-hmm. see how everything mesh. So yeah, I think it's hats off to Notre Dame in that instance. That reminds me, Ryan. You talked about the things they wanted to do. It gave me an idea. People have said we're going to have like some like I I you know Irish breakdown race sprint, which I think is absurd. Uh, we're not doing Combine. that. Combine. Not having that. What we will do, however, is the next time I get all of you in town together, we'll have to get Devin up here for that figure out when that's going to be. We are going to go to the Adventureplex and we're going to have a competition. We're going to do bowling. We're going to do axe throwing. We're going to do all the different things they have and we're going to play laser tag. And then we'll see who comes out as the winner. So uh, you better, you better stretch before laser tag, mm-hmm. sir. Oh, trust stretch. me. I will be, I will be very well. <laughs> Just jumping jacks. You guys probably have me in bowling. I'm not finesse enough for that, yeah. but I'll, yeah. I'll make up for it in other okay. areas. Okay. Uh, so that's what we'll do. We'll have like a little Irish breakdown Olympics. You know what I mean? Maybe set a date for it. And if people want to show up and have some fun with us, they can show up and have some fun with us. But uh, that'll be a, that'll be a fun time. I, I kind of thought about that when you put the different things that they were doing on campus this weekend. So, yep, guy that was on campus, Ryan, that that is incredibly important from a a, a need of his talent standpoint. Just sort of like that that final piece to a truly generational D line class is is Jason Moore. Now, from a strategy standpoint, Notre Dame was wise to get Keon Keeley and Devin Houston on campus this weekend, right? That was a very important piece to that. So you got Keon Keeley on campus, you got J- Devin Houston on campus, and oh by the way, there's Jason Moore on campus. I'm sure that was not a coincidence by the Notre Dame coaching staff. No, no, it's, I mean, all I needed was Brendan Vernon, right? He was the last one left, but, and, and Bubacar. And he'll be, in, it, those two will be in town next, town yeah. next weekend to try to help solidify some of the uncommitted it's, kids next week, right? They had to split it up a little bit. I definitely get that. And I mean, of course, Devin Houston had to be there, who I had an update on 
uh, earlier today on Irish Breakdown where he was kind of talking about his relationship with Jason Morgan. Of course, they're both Maryland guys. They've known each other for a while, and that relationship has really started to uptick now. The Devin's been in the class now for a little bit here. So it's it's something where I, I spoke to, to someone very close to Jason Moore this morning. I left that in an update on the board today as well. Seeing Coach Washington in person was very mm-hmm. big for this one. Because if you remember correctly, this was one where they've been wanting to set up a visit for a while, but then Justin Moore, Jason's brother, is playing in the final four, you know, final four run for Villanova basketball. Then he tears his uh, ACL. He has to have surgery. So their visits got just kaput for a little bit. Jason ends up going to Ohio State for a visit and eventually now comes to Notre Dame. And the missing piece, because back then he had wanted to come into the spring to see a spring practice. Like he wanted to see the coaching aspect of the situation now, because during the majority of his recruitment, it was coach Elston, obviously. Right. So really developing that relationship with coach Washington was paramount. And from everything I heard from a source close to Jason went very well. That was Mm -hmm. kind of the missing piece. It sounds like feel really good about where Notre Dame is in that one. We'll talk more about that when we're talking about how things are trending here at the end. But I think Notre Dame kind of gave Jason potentially the missing piece to what this recruitment has needed. And he said that he said that to you many times in the past, that that was the reason he wanted to get back on campus during spring ball. Unfortunately, the situation with his brother kind of came up with the injury he had, and he would have been on campus had it not been for, uh, for Justin's injury. But that was the final piece, right? Like he, he had a good relationship with Mike Elson. He kind of could see himself in that position with Notre Dame. Loved Notre Dame. I mean, we felt that Notre Dame was in the, we felt that Notre Dame was his leader for a long time. Would you say that's fair, Ryan? We felt that they're, you know, look, likes Michigan a lot, likes Ohio State a lot, likes Penn State a lot, likes all those schools a lot. But we kind of felt like of the four, Notre Dame was slightly ahead, but there was still that sort of, okay, well, I, I don't know Coach Washington as well as I know some of the other D-line coaches recruiting me. Right. They have really, they've really connected over the phone and on Zooms, but there's a, just a different thing when it comes down to meeting someone face-to-face. And that was an important thing. Devin Houston got a chance to do that back in January. Jason didn't. And so I think it was a really important piece of that. And it just kind of goes to show, I think it it's one of those many things that makes me say, this is a Notre Dame kid. Because Notre Dame kids are thoughtful. People say, why haven't kids committed? Because that's what makes Notre Dame kids different, man. They don't, they don't, they don't like Elijah Page didn't commit. I mean, he told us this. I didn't commit. You know, I went home. I had to think about it. You know, and I just knew right. They don't rush into commitments. You don't want them to, because when kids rush into those kind of public commitments during a visit, those are the kids I often get worried about flipping down the road. You know, because just in, unless we've known all along, this kid's always wanted to be at Notre Dame. It just, it just, just let it play out. Right. But in regards to Jason Moore, Notre Dame did a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, I don't know if there's much more they could have done, but that relationship piece was key. Getting him to meet Keon Keeley, I think, was very important. He already knows Devin Houston, but allowing them to be on campus together was important. And meeting Keon Keeley was important. Uh, And, you know, it's kind of like that thunder and lightning type of, you know, (laughs) thing with those two. So I think that was really big as well. Another player on campus, Ryan. I'm trying not to do it, man. Are Caleb Downs. Excited? Are you getting Caleb excited? Caleb Downs. Not excited. Just I'm starting to believe it's actually possible. More optimistic. Yeah. More optimistic. Because, yeah. like, look, I know he likes Notre Dame. A kid from mm-hmm. Georgia 
who's a five-star recruit that has every school in the country wants him, doesn't make three previous trips to Notre Dame if he doesn't have genuine interest in Notre Dame. I'm not saying he doesn't love Notre Dame. I think he's a great Notre Dame fit. I have an article coming up about that here uh, later today. And, And it's just one of those things, Ryan, where it's still my BKPTSD. I'm just going to be honest with you of they're not going to get a public school kid from Georgia. I mean, I know he's a great student and he loves Notre Dame, but he's not going to say no to the last new national champ, last two national champs that clean up in that state. There's no way he that's going to happen. And I don't want to get to, you know, thinking like this might happen. And then, you know, report that ah, may happen. Blah, blah, and then he ends up picking somebody else. But every single time that kid visits, you hear the same things. Man, this kid fits in so well at Notre Dame. Man, this kid loves Notre Dame. Man, this kid just really connects with it. And then this weekend, you get Peyton Bowen and the Don Schuler back on campus. And one of Notre Dame's five best recruiters, it's like Marcus Freeman, you know, Chad Bowden, Tommy Reese, Al Washington, and Don Schuler, right? Yep. Like those are the five of the adults, those are the five best recruiters that Notre Dame has in the 2023 class. Mr. Schuler was on campus this weekend. The parents were all, I mean, there's pictures of, you know, Caleb's mom with Adon's mom. And it was, it was Adon's mom. It was uh, Peyton Bowen's mom. And then it was Preston Zinter's mom all in a picture with, you know, Caleb Downs' mom. And the, the thing this weekend was, from what I heard, Ryan, is they really worked the parents mm-hmm. this weekend. Like Caleb, Caleb just needed to connect with this, you know, those other players, but they really worked the parents this weekend with several kids, but especially with, with Caleb Downs. Yeah, no, it's uh, I love the Don Schuler kind of plug there, man. I hope Don's <laughs> listening because I mean, I, I'm tell, I told you, I mean, it's true. I, I I'm not saying, either. I'm not saying anything untrue about this. People probably thought I was just like gassing him up in our interview, but I'm like, no, man, like literally Chet Bowden needs to get you on the recruiting staff. I mean, the guy is relentless and he wants, I mean, Love it, man. Adon Schuler is a really good football player. His dad wants this class to be historic. I absolutely love the interest and the energy that Don Schuler puts off. And you saw, I mean, from what I hear, from what I've heard, Adon Schuler, Peyton Bowen, and and Caleb Downs were attached at the hip. Like yeah. the whole trip, those guys were selling, which tells, which is big, Brian, because I mean, usually that stuff happens, right? Like your position group players are going to, you know, kind of boast about it. But the thing is, though, is that you already have two safeties in the class. So that guy is technically competition, right? Even though you say they can all play together, which is absolutely true. I have an article about that as well. Right. Exactly. And it's it's absolutely true. You can play three safeties. You can play one as as that uh, rover, like whatever. You can make it work. But the point is that those guys embraced Caleb Downs and the the families there embraced the Downs family. So I agree. I think I said this, what, like three or four weeks ago? I was like – Every week, I just get more optimistic about Caleb Downs. I'm not getting to the point here where I'm going to set myself up for the failure from the fan side of everything, but there's got to be something here, man. He's been in Notre Dame now multiple times, made sure, mm-hmm. made sure he took an official visit. He likes Notre Dame. He absolutely does. Yeah. Is it going to be enough? We'll talk about that. But the fact of the matter is, is that Notre Dame is in the game here. They are in the game for Caleb Downs. They leave the weekend in a decent spot, pretty solid spot. I, I, I think the thing, too, is I think Notre Dame knows it's going to be hard 
to get him out of those places. And, and you have to accept that, right? Like you have to know, okay, is it going to be harder to get him than a Jason Moore? Uh, yeah. So you handle that accordingly on the visit, you know? And, and I think that's why the, 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 the thing with the parents is so important, right? You need to create some allies on your side when it comes to decision-making time. And I think that's what Notre Dame did. I'm trying not to get myself fired up, but it's just, it's hard not to because because it's it's what it's and this is what the article that I'm going to talk about is it, Coach Freeman's thing that he said to I think it was Chris Zorich that he said it to back when he was first hired was doing the rounds and the interviews. He said there's a lot of kids that don't know their Notre Dame fits yet. And like it's our job to find kids that are Notre Dame fits and then that we you know it's find the best players and then convince them that they're Notre Dame fits. And what that means is you don't just take some kid who's not a fit and then just convince him he is. You take the kids that you believe are fits that they don't believe they're necessarily fits and convince them that they're fits. And there's some kids that fit that mold very, very much in this class. And some of them they've already landed. Keon Keeley is that kind of kid, right? Uh, you look at Jason Moore is that kind of kid that they're trying to land. Jaden Osbury is that kind of kid. Caleb Downs is that kind of kid. Peyton Bowen is that kind of kid. You know, where Peyton Bowen, if Marcus Freeman is not the defensive coordinator and or head coach of Notre Dame, Peyton Bowen is not committed to Notre Dame. With all due respect to Coach Lee, if Coach Lee stays at Notre Dame and Brian Kelly's still at Notre Dame, and, and I have a great deal of respect for Clark Lee, the fact of the matter is Kate, Peyton Bowen's not committed to Notre Dame. Don Schuler probably would still be because that kid loves Notre Dame, and he's the kind of kid that they would have they would have gone after, you know, being where he's from. But they would not have gone down to – Denton, Texas, and one of the best high schools in the state of Texas as far as this past couple of years, and tried to throw their hat in the ring against Texas and Alabama and Oklahoma and those type of programs. And that's what Coach Freeman is doing. And it's like you said, Ryan, that, that we're going to find out if that's going if that strategy can work or not. So far, it's been a huge success. Now it's can they close on the final pieces to that? And that's Jason Moore, Caleb Downs, and then my final player that we're going to discuss, Jaden Osbury. And uh of since it is my show, I can get to talk about whoever I want in whatever order I want. And of course, I'm going to put Jay Nosbury last uh, for a, a lot of different reasons. But I think also we kind of went positionally a little bit and, and, and went that way as well. Jay Nosbury is a kid, I think, that's very important to this class as well. And I think that he's important for a couple of reasons. One, he's a very talented player to position. That they're still trying to rebuild that depth chart a little bit with players that fit the scheme of what they're trying to do. He is a tremendous fit at Notre Dame. It, 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 I mean, he might even be the ultimate test case of this theory of Notre Dame kid that doesn't realize he's a Notre Dame kid yet, but now is starting to. And then the final piece is, it is it'd be huge, These, especially these last two, even more so than Christian Gray and Jason Moore, because Notre Dame's had success in St. Louis. Now it's continuing to have that success. I mean, they got a five-star kid from Christian Gray's high school just three years ago in Jordan Johnson, right? And Jason Moore, they haven't had success in that area, but they should. That's an, an area that's going to be easier to have. It's not easy, but it should be easy. Should be easier for Notre Dame at a place like Damatha in D.C. Getting a kid from from Georgia that Bama and Georgia want, and getting a kid from Baton Rouge that Alabama, LSU, and schools like that want, those are not easy tasks. And that's the other reason that this would be important is it, it, the, these are, these are tidal wave recruits in my opinion. And that's why we went Caleb Downs and Jay Nalsbury last is, you know, Christian Gray is an incredibly important recruit. Jason Moore is an incredibly important recruit from a practicality standpoint of what Notre Dame wants and needs, right? If we're just talking football, 
I think with and and with with Jason Moore, it, there's there's some importance to it as well. From you need to get back into DC. You have to start having more success in DC. But being able to go in these last two kids into the regions they're from and land them should Notre Dame be able to do that would would be like a shockwave type of thing. It just it really would. And so this was your chance. This is the third time Jaden Osbury's been on campus. Folks were on campus this weekend, Ryan. Let's share with the folks kind of what, what we've heard, and then we'll dive. We're going to go kind of reverse order on yeah. the trending thing. So we're going to give you everything we got on Jaden Osbury and then kind of work backwards on where things are trending with all these different guys and kind of offer as close to a prediction as we're going to as we're going to be comfortable doing. Sometimes you talk to players and you can just hear pretty instantly that they're Notre Dame fits. And I mean, what that means basically is there's like a well-roundedness roundedness to them, right? It's like the great young man cares about his academics, good football player to great football player, however you want to categorize a guy like a Jay Nosberry. I talked to him on the phone one time. And from there, I was just kind of like, wow, this, this is kind of real. Because that was during a time where – you were just kind of like, oh, that's kind of a pipe dream, right? Like, oh, Jay Nosberry, you're going to get him out of university lab that's right on the LSU campus, right? Like, it just kind of seemed pretty unrealistic. Everything keeps trending in a very good direction with Jay Nosberry. Everything we've been told, he had a really great visit. There is legitimate interest there. Again, if... And this is why I feel good about it, Brian, like continuing to trend. Cause I know we're going to get into more of the trending in a second with yeah, him. You can, you can tie it together, yeah. right? Just, just all go right. with it. Just let's just rotate it, it all out. So yeah. I I've said this now multiple times on the show and on the message board. No, I don't think LSU is a, is a huge player here. Like I just mm-hmm. don't, I really don't. And it's weird because again, that was my first sign that, that, that he really might be a Notre Dame kid. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because for the longest time, you're just kind of it was an assumption because his dad, dad works, works for the university, yeah. right? Exactly. His school, so, his high school, is connect literally physically connected to the campus at LSU. Exactly. I mean, it's it's said perfectly. So there's a lot of things that led you to believe that the kid's going to end up at LSU. I said this. And I know Brian Smith said this on the board too, and I know that you agree with this as well. I just don't think he ends up near. I don't, I don't think LSU's in the cards for him. I really yeah. don't. I think that he tremendously. Values education. I think he loves Marcus Freeman from everything I've heard. I think he was when I when I first spoke to him, it was after Al Golden had got uh, um, there. And he, the previous visit that he went on, when he met Coach Golden, he was so complimentary of Coach Golden and everything that he has done in his coaching career and the perspective that he gets. This is a very well thought, thoughtful kid that understands, I think, a bigger picture. So I'm buying into the Jay Nosberry hype. Mm-hmm. I am. I am going to declare it. If we're talking about trending, this is getting hot. I think yeah. Notre Dame's the leader here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jaden Osbury, my prediction is absolutely, it's, it's, it's red hot right now. And, and look, 
did Jaden Osbury commit this weekend? For some of you that that are guessing that that's what some of our gifts were about, that he, as far as we know, he did not. So this isn't like a thing, but it's just everything is trending in that direction, Ryan. Where you know, he has not been a kid that seems like he's very interested in in speeding things up a lot. I think he's just a kid that's just not that he's he's not like purposely prolonging his recruitment, but he's also not setting arbitrary deadlines on when he's going to decide. It's just kind of like when I know, I'll know. And I, I think Notre Dame has done a phenomenal job here in the last two months of really making it to where it's like, dude, you know the move. You know what you need to do. And I think this weekend was a big part of that. So I, I feel I, – I don't know if there's a – there's three kids, and I won't say who they are. I'll just say him as one. There's three kids on this list that I feel – tremendously good four kids that I feel trem- four that I feel tremendously good about. And I think you all know what that means. And he's in that list. He's in that list. And so uh, it would be, would be big, but now it's about closing, right? Ryan, like he's going to leave this visit and the parents worked him, his parents hard. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm serious. I've heard from so many different people, like about how involved the parents of the Notre Dame commits were, on the other parents like it was wild uh to the point where i'm not worried about peyton bowen anymore and i'll just leave it at that right i mean i'm i'm feel really good about peyton bowen and ending up at notre dame but it's a this is one where i feel like let the emotion kind of wear off because again he's a really smart kid smart kids don't like making emotional decisions you agree. agree. They just don't. They 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 want to they want to make sure like that Elijah Page is a perfect example, right? Like, yeah, I loved it. And he he clearly felt like when he left, like there's something special here, but I got a plan, I'm gonna do it. Woke up the next morning and, and obviously did what he did. But I just feel like with with Jaden Ryan, it's it's the longer it goes, the the worse I'll feel. But I, I feel like for the from now to the end of the summer. I'm going to feel pretty darn good about where things stand with Notre Dame. Now, if he decides not to make a decision and goes into the summer, like goes into the fall, I'll start to get a little bit more nervous. But where things stand right now, I know he's got a visit coming up to Michigan in what two weeks. I don't know if he has a visit scheduled for this weekend or not. But he's, you know, I I, I could see him taking all his visits, and I could see him saying, you know what, I, I you know, I he, I could see him waking up one morning saying, okay, this is the move. He hasn't done that yet, right? Mm-hmm. But I could see him doing it. But I just I don't know what else Notre Dame could do. They've done a phenomenal job. Somebody said this too. Brian crawled that. He said, Brian likes Osbury because of the troll factor. Ryan will tell you this. Uh, it's not. I mean, no. would that be like a little bit of a, a cherry on top? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would sure. be. But that's not it. I'm telling this kid is a heck of a football player, and he's about as good of a Notre Dame fit as you're going to find anywhere. I mean, he could be from he could be from Elkhart. And and it'd be similar. I mean, it just this kid just gets Notre Dame. He understands Notre Dame. He's a great fit at Notre Dame. This is a Notre Dame kid. It's just, will he be able to say, I'm leaving the South? Right. That's the key. That, that that's the only thing right now giving me any pause whatsoever is we because I've been doing this a long time and I've seen kids like Jay Nalsbury wake up one morning and be like, you know, I love that place, but I just don't want to go that far away from home. I got a brother at Auburn. You know, it's going to be – and it, they'll start convincing themselves of things. Well, it's going to be hard on my parents to come see me play. It's too far away. You know, my dad works at LSU. You know, I don't really want really to go that far away from my mom. <clears throat> I'm not saying Jaden is feeling this way. I'm saying this is what I've seen in the past. 
and I'm just fitting it to Jalen. So Jaden, so it just comes down to whether or not he's going to wake up and say, you know what? Yeah, it is further away from my parents. It, it is further away than most kids I'm, you know, I know are going to going to school and all these type of things. But you know what? This is what I got to do. Right. And as long as they can keep that vibe going, I, I think that I, I feel really good. I mean, this is a red hot recruitment. Let's go to Caleb Downs, Ryan. We're just going to kind of go right. Like I said, we're just going to go back in descending order. Mm-hmm. Where? How do you feel things are going with, with Caleb Downs? I'd say warm. I, I mean, again, I think it's trending in the right direction. I just don't know when decision-making time is going to happen. And I don't know if, I mean, like I wouldn't call Notre Dame the leader right now. I would say that they're, striking the right chords though and they're getting themselves in the game mm-hmm. but you don't I mean I, I would if they committed today I wouldn't say that they are the favorite to land Caleb Downs but I think if if it keeps trending the way it's trending man they're going to be in the fight it just I don't know when the fight's going to end if that makes sense yeah I almost feel like this is one of those ones that is the reverse of the others that if this one really drags on into the fall I actually might start feeling better because I think that's one where okay now you're going to get to see the product that Marcus Freeman's putting on the field right Cause that's the one unknown lies kids. Well, you know, I really don't, don't know what coach, I have faith in coach Freeman, but you know, I really don't know what he's going to do. If coach Freeman goes out there and starts winning games this year, it, you know, it, it, for a kid like him, it could be that final deciding fact. If Notre Dame goes to like 11 and one this year, 10 and two or, or better, it could start kind of saying, okay, yeah, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this. Cause they're really selling the whole come here and be different angle with these kids don't go over there and keep doing what's already been done come here and let's be let's be new let's be let's be trailblazers here instead of followers over there i think that's a very very important piece to it yeah i'm with you i'm warm i am again i I, i'm trying to tamp down some of the the excitement but look no name's given this kid a lot to think about will it end up resulting in them getting him i'm still not ready to go there i'm just not i'm just i'm i honestly and i'm gonna say that until he says i'm going notre dame I'm that's just where I'm going to be. I'm always going to feel like at the end of the day, it's going to be Georgia or Alabama. Right. But even if somebody from Notre Dame called me and said, Hey, Sid kid finally committed us. Like, yeah, okay. We'll see. You know what right. I mean? Like, I was, sure. Uh, okay. This is so funny, man. Sometimes we're like right, right on the same wavelength. <laughs> I was literally about to say, if Brian got a call today from Caleb Downs or someone close to him that said he's committing, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll sure. I'll believe it when you say it. I'll believe when I see it. Okay. Sure. If you say so. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I am. Okay. Caleb, whatever you say, buddy, <laughs> You know what I mean? like uh, when you go public with it, I'll believe it. Um, but no, they've done a great job on that one. How about Jason Moore, Ryan? That one's hot. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely say hot. I think Notre Dame's been the leader. I think they're still the leader. I think it's just always been about when's he going to get back on campus and when is decision-making mode going to happen? We got some Intel that the decision is most likely unless something changes going to be made early in July. So mm-hmm. that's when they're going to sit down as a family and make their decision after a couple more visits. So they have to, you know, finish out of course and close. But I think that it's positive to me that I heard that after the visit, that their decision-making process is kind of firmed up a little bit more. And coach Washington seemed to kind of hit the, hit the ball out of the park a little bit with Jason Moore. So I think it's hot right now. I think that they should be considered the leader for Jason Moore. And he's going to be at Michigan this weekend and Ohio State the following weekend. I think, yep. you know, I think those are probably one of those two teams. I'm, I'd say probably Ohio State's the one I'm most concerned with. I would say Ohio State's probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Notre Dame's definitely had a Penn State and Michigan um, for a host of reasons. But yeah, I, I think Ohio State's probably the one I'm most concerned with. And, you know, he made a spring visit there, and I'd say they're the main contender. So 
there's going to be work to be done there, right? There's closing that needs to be done there. But uh, Jason Moore, I think I would go with you. I would say it's hot. I think Notre Dame's definitely trending in a very, very good direction there. Christian Gray, last on the defensive players. It's hot, man. It is hot. Red it hot. Is red hot. Yes, it is. I, I would anticipate this one potentially happening sometime soon. And Notre Dame is the clear leader for me now. Well, I, I don't. I, I'll disagree with that. I think well, actually he's going to the fourth, right? July. 4th, yeah, I think he's going to commit yeah. the fourth. I think he's going to wait till yeah. the fourth. And I Good and point. I think he wants to. Christian is a really intelligent kid and a really thoughtful kid. And that is why I think it's going to be one of those ones, Ryan, that's going to play to the end. Because I think he, like, it, it, whenever you have a great trip like this, there's always that temptation to just shut it down. And I'm done. And I'm going to call USC and Ohio State and not visit. But I, I just don't think that's who Christian necessarily is. Not that there'd be anything wrong with that decision. I, I'd, I'd be totally fine with that decision. But what I mean is, he's just kind of the kid like, okay, just let me, let me just, I set the fourth as my deadline. Let me stick to that. Let me, I set a process out for myself. Let me stick to that process. So that way, if I do pick Notre Dame or LSU or Ohio state, I'm going to feel really good about that decision because I went through it all. That's how Christian Gray strikes me. Again, he could ultimately just wake up every, you know, he could wake up today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. He's like, look, I know. And cause he also strikes me as the kind of kid that doesn't, want to disrespect other staffs if he knows where he's going so there's that that sort of that pull if he decides that but I I I could see either one of those things playing out I think as of right now from what we've been told he's gonna see the process through to the fourth but I I think Notre Dame has put themselves in a position where they're going to be incredibly hard to beat and the school that I thought was the 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 closest competitor he's already been to that that's That visit has already happened. I don't see Ohio State being a, in a position where they're going to be able to overcome the lead that Notre Dame has. And USC has always been kind of, a, to me, a distant fourth for him. So that's where I that's where I see those ones trending. And he, and he visited Alabama in March, but he hasn't made a return trip. So I don't think Bama's going to be a player on that one. I think it's going to be USC and Ohio State, uh, how those visits go. But I think LSU is still the major player on that one. Okay. And LSU's they're fighting to hold together the corner class they have much less, you know, adding to it. So that that makes it a little bit of an interesting one as well. Let's go to offense, Ryan. Monroe Freeling. That looks an interesting. I guess by definition, I would go with Warm for now mm-hmm. because I, I still think that Notre Dame is the favorite for Monroe. It's just we've we've talked about this a lot, right? Like it's regurg- regurgitating information at this point. But he plans, as of right now, to take his commitment into the fall. So that mm-hmm. timeline is still – to be played out a little bit, which leaves opportunity for other schools to close themselves or get back into the game or, you know, to become the new leader. So I would say it's warm. I think that he loves Notre Dame. It's just the timeline is still open for a little bit longer. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Let's go Micah Tease. This one's a weird one, man. It's a weird one. He's at the I, bottom of my list as far as my if I were to if I were to be ranking this class in level of confidence, which is the final thing we're gonna do, he's right. at the bottom of my list. I guess I would still have to go warm though, right? Because I mean he they're they're yeah. probably in the top two. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Again, it's just we've heard we've heard that USC is a very big contender. And it, you know, he's been to Notre Dame multiple times, and it's just like one of those things where even though he's been to Notre Dame like four times at this point, you don't really feel any better about it. The fact that he's been there four right. times, you just know that there's legitimate interest. So I'll go warm. I mean, they're in the fights. It's just, I'm a little more hesitant than I was maybe a few weeks ago after I heard Oklahoma was out of it. Cause I just, 
I guess I may have underappreciated how much of a player USC was in the, in the, yeah. in the fight. Do you know anyone that's told you for a while that USC was going to be a major player in his recruitment? It, it hasn't been for a while. I mean, it's only been like I was being sarcastic, right? Weeks. I've been telling yeah. you that. Oh, for, have you? Okay, yes. All right. I've been telling you that. Um, right. No, but I think that's my concern. That's why he's at the bottom of my list. I think Notre Dame has done a great job. I think he likes Notre Dame. I think I think all those things are positive, right? And I would I would I would agree with you. I think right now he's in their top two. The reason I'm a little bit concerned is similar to Rico Flores. Yeah, I think all the vibes are good for Notre Dame right now, and they did a great job this weekend. But the school that I think ultimately he's wanted to be at is USC. Now, here's the key. Here's the yep. key. This was the first time that Notre Dame has had Mike Tease on campus where they have started to really hammer in and zone in on offense. Receiver, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's the only holdup that he's really had towards really diving headfirst into Notre Dame. So I think they – I would say that even though he's at the bottom of my list, he hit, hit my overall confidence in him has risen. That's good. If that, if that makes sense. It's just somebody's got to be at the bottom, right? And it speaks volumes mm-hmm. that it's a kid that I think Notre Dame is in the top two for. It's fair. Uh, top, he is in their top two, or they are in his top two. That kind of sounded confusing when I, you know, F-O-R, but it still sounded confusing. So I think that says a lot about where they sound a lot of these kids. It's just the USC visit has me real nervous. If, if, if the week after the USC visit, and, and I'm, well, is he going there this weekend, or is he going there the weekend of the twenty fourth? Are you? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my okay, head. Okay, I'm actually now. looking it up real quick because I'm I'm very curious about something. So he is going to be on campus at USC this upcoming weekend, mm-hmm. and that is also the same weekend that Christian Gray is going to be on campus at USC. So I think that's interesting. Just that is a little interesting. Yeah, just huh. throwing that out there. So anyway, so that's kind of where I am with Micah Tease. I think they got a shot to land every single one of these kids. I mean, truly, truly. I'm, I'm, I'm like, how do we have this show without yeah. sounding like homers? Like, well, that's the I position that, that this staff has put us in. And I, th- I think, I think your traditional, like, it's even like the law of averages, right? It's like they're not going to bat a thousand, right? Like, that's very unlikely that you bat right. a thousand. So, where are you going to miss on a guy, quote unquote, right? right. Like, that's kind of where the question comes in, right? And that's the that's the struggle that I that I'm having, Ryan. It's like, uh, <laughs> like I think they're in the top three for every single kid. I think they're in the top two for all but one kid. Right. Uh, Caleb Downs is the only one that I'm, I'd probably say I'm, I'm I'm saying they're not in the top two. Would you agree with that? Is there anybody else that you'd say they're probably third, four, or at least one of three? I mean, there's, school, yeah. there's a lot of these kids with, have with more Georgia than Georgia and Bama. And, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Rico yeah. Flores is probably the other. But I, actually, I don't even say that because I still think with Rico, it's a, it's going to be Notre Dame or Ohio State is what I feel about Rico. I, I think Georgia's on a different level than those two schools. Even though they're in his top three – I'm more referring to like the practical aspect of where they rank on his board. Like Jason Moore's got a top four, but I think Notre Dame is in his top two. I think there's a leader. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right? Agree. So that's kind of what I'm referring to. So let's go to the final two pieces. Let's go Ronan Hannafin. Um, I would say – sorry, I thought you were going to introduce the second person there. That's why that pause no, happened. No, um, no. <laughs> my apologies. Ronan Hannafin is hot. I – again – it's been trending that way for a while. Teams have tried to get into the conversation. So you're kind of holding your breath a little bit. Like, you know, what kind of push is Alabama going to make? They tried to make a big one. Obviously, Nick Saban got involved in that one. Georgia just recently offered. Oklahoma's offered. USC's offered. All the big dogs have kind of come out to try to get the Massachusetts product to their school at various positions. 
I think that this weekend may have solidified things, right? Like I think that I think Notre Dame is going to be very hard to beat for Ronan Hannafin. Interested to see when the decision is ultimately made, but I think that Notre Dame is definitely the leader right now. Agree. Red hot on that one. Last one, Rico Flores. Just like I said, kind of going descending order. Rico Flores, where where are you with that one? I, I have an interesting take on that, but I want to hear yours first. I would say that, I mean, we have a clear timeline, right? Like he's going to commit on July 3rd, which I, I heard the backstory a little bit a few weeks ago to why July 3rd means a lot to him, which is a pretty cool little story, by the way. It was for um, someone that had passed away in his life so that he kind of dedicated that day a long time ago to, um, being the day that he wanted to make the announcement. But I, I guess I would say, man, I wish I wish I could see it. I wish I could have a little more time with this one. But I will say that he is hot right now. Not yeah. burning hot, yeah, but it's bordering on hot. I think Notre Dame is right there. If Ohio State chooses to push, I think it may change a little bit, but I think that Notre Dame has put themselves in a good position and we have a clear timeline. So I'll go with hot for this one. I will as well. And I think I'm going to stay that way until the Ohio State visit. Like, I think it's hot. I think Notre Dame is, I think Notre Dame is, has put itself as his number one school. I think they've done everything they can do. I think they're his leader. I think that's where everything is trending. But the Ohio State visit is going to tell us a lot. I think he is that kid that, I think Rico Flores is a great Notre Dame fit. He just doesn't – he hasn't realized that until now. Right. And the question is, is is because Ohio – what's the what's the appeal to Ohio? What's, a, what's the appeal to a kid with his academic prowess and his offer list and the things he's looking for? What's the appeal to Ohio State? There's only one. It's look what they do it with receivers. Right, right. And that's the love there, right? So I think that's kind of the that's that to me is going to be the challenge. It's going to always be the challenge. And so if I if I still feel good about this coming out of the Ohio State visit, then I'll say okay, I'm really really ready to double down. But I also can't deny the move that Notre Dame has made over the last couple of weeks either. So I'm going to go hot, mm-hmm. but give a warning, right? Like you know what I mean? Like Surgeon General's warning. You know this this could you know this this, this could change. Like I feel great now, but it could change. Right. It could definitely change. And, and I'm a little bit more concerned about the Ohio State visit maybe than some other people are. And I think you are as well, right? I think we're on the same page yeah. there. And it looks like Archer actually just put into the um, – Archer 452 said, Ohio State fan here. The Buckeyes' big recruiting weekend is the 24th of this month. They'll have Caleb Downs, Christian Gray, Jason Moore, and Rico Flores mm-hmm. all on campus that day. So that's the big day for Ohio State that you're talking about. Yeah. And I think that I think of those four, Rico's the one that I'd be most concerned about. That's the one I'm most concerned about. So we'll see how that one goes. So Ryan, let's go confidence level. Let's go least to most. Do you want to do that? Do you have yours down? I can give mine while you're putting yours together. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you give me a second and put it together? Yep. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go least confident to most confident. And I'm gonna say this. My caveat is I think Notre Dame's got a legitimate shot to land every single one of these players. Mm-hmm. When you have, it's like if you if you're going to give me the five greatest players of all time at something, somebody's got to be last, right? We're still talking about all time great, so just understand when we're talking about last, we feel really good about Notre Dame. We're not understands all these guys, but somebody's got to be last. Mine is Micah Tease, for the reasons mentioned. I think Notre Dame's in the top two, but I really feel like the USC visit has me concerned. I'm going to go Caleb Downs number the next one, which should tell you a lot that Caleb Downs is no longer at the bottom of my list. That I'm finally buying it. I'm finally buying into the hype that Notre Dame might have a shot to actually pull that one off. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Monroe Freeling next, just the timing of it. I think the there's just some things at play there that make me say because he's going to be, you know, he says he's going to wait a while is really where it comes down to for me with Monroe because some other guys on this list are going to decide sooner. If I thought Monroe was going to decide in the next month, I would maybe – I'd probably move him up a little bit. Got Rico Flores next because, again, I'm still very nervous about the Ohio State visit for him. Next would be Jason Moore. And now you're kind of getting into the the splitting hairs between four guys that I feel really good about. Uh, I go Jason Moore four, Jaden Osbury three, uh, Ronan Hannafin two, Christian Gray number one. Or, the, or, or where I feel about about that about that group, and I was back and forth between one and two, Hannafin and Christian Gray. Yeah, we we had a we had exactly the same top four actually. But if I'm starting from least going to greatest, I had Caleb Down still last mm-hmm. on that list just because. Just I don't know. I I feel again. I'm being I'm getting more optimistic with it each and every week, but it still seems something that's a little far-fetched i don't know if that's the mm-hmm. right word but like it's outlandish to think that notre dame can close on him just for with what we've experienced in the past so i'm gonna have d- downs there i'm gonna have micah tease next i f- have felt much better about this one in the past i don't feel quite as confident now i think usc is a true player so I, I just don't feel a little uneasy about that one i actually want rico flores next i I'm really worried okay. about the Ohio State visit. I really am. I'm really I'm just where what the wide receiver board's trending with Ohio State for some other players like Brandon Innes and Carnell Tate. And I'm really worried about that Ohio State visit, to be honest. Then I went Monroe Freeling at number five. I think that Freeling, they're in a good spot. It's just when is it going to come to an end? I think if they can convince Monroe to move it up and it ends soon, then I feel right. great about it. Like he would be in the top three right. probably for me. But the question is, when does it end? Jason Moore at number four. We had the same top four. So okay. again, Jason Moore, number four. I I think that that one is trending in the right direction. Al Washington, I think, was maybe the last piece to, to finish in this one. But he does have a couple, you know, notable visits coming up, including Ohio State. So I think that it's going to be a dogfight, quote unquote. But I still think that Notre Dame has a good chance to close that one out. Jaden Osbury, I said it. I think he. I think they're. I think he's a leader. I just. I think he's going to end up at Notre Dame. I do. I, I really do. There's just something about this one that isn't even totally quantifiable, but it's just like a feeling with a guy mm-hmm. like a Jaden Osbury. I'd run Hannafin at number two. Again, been trending great in a long for a long time. He's been on the board a, a, a very long time. I think that that one is nearing the end. And then Christian Gray. I know he has a couple. You know, we already talked about him going out. To USC, going out to Ohio State. I know he's got a couple of visits left, but I think, again, they're going to be incredibly difficult to beat Notre Dame for Christian Gray right now. Agree. I was I was thinking you would have Hannafin one, and and that's where I was leaning earlier. But it was close. But, yeah, was close. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Christian Gray number one. I, I I just there's enough with Ronan Hannafin to make me think that no matter how he's feeling now, he just has been super methodical with this and. That those that that always kind of gives me a little bit of a if there's a if there's a because like the reason is it comes down to this Christian Gray we know when his recruitment's going to end it's going to end on July fourth we know that with Ronan Hannafin it could end today it could end in December I mean you know it just he hasn't he has done nothing to say I'm going to say to to set a deadline now I think based on the intel I have that he's going to he's going to make a decision no later than early July. 
no later. But I know Notre Dame would like him to decide sooner, but, you know, Ronan Hannafin and his family are not going to be knocked off their course unless they decide to do that, right? They're not going to be pressured into that. I hope that they make the decision sooner. I think they re- they could really use another receiver in this class to kind of help close out some other receivers in this class. But we'll see. We'll see if they do it or not. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.